Hi everyone, my name is Grace Kwasa and this is Vijana Tupo Talks. Welcome to Vijana Tupo Talks, a platform that provides sustainable and workable solutions for young people through technology. Now, we are going through a series on innovation in times of crisis and I'm so excited to uh, have a discussion today with an amazing social entrepreneur, an amazing uh, agripreneur, just an amazing young person that's doing many things for young people across Africa. I'm going to let her introduce herself and we're going to dive into the discussion and I hope that we're going to be changed today because of the aim for these discussions is for young people to really uh, get a lot, learn a lot and be impacted. So welcome Elizabeth and kindly introduce yourself so that we can start. Hi everyone, uh, thank you so much for this opportunity and I am so excited to be here and also to share my story with people, hoping it will inspire one or two people out there. Yeah, so I am an agripreneur, of course, based in Kenya, and I'm passionate about agriculture and entrepreneurship uh, because one of the greatest tools that I believe that can transform the whole of Africa is agriculture. Yeah, so aside from that, I have a background in microbiology from Karatina University and also entrepreneurship and leadership from uh, LX Launchpad program. And currently, I am one of the social entrepreneurs participating in a six month fellowship with Africa Yes. And uh, next year, I'll be participating in the Mandela Washington fellowship in the hey, USA. Fantastic. I, I, the Mandela washing, the Mandela Fellowship, it, it's a really big thing, right? Because I've seen very many, like, very many African, young African leaders grow from that. So congratulations yeah. for the nation. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it You're is welcome. an opportunity for young leaders in Africa. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So I just want us to go into the discussion today and the first, uh, as you've introduced yourself as a social entrepreneur, something that don't, people don't even know what, what, what a social entrepreneur is, but you're a phenomenal social entrepreneur. Would you mind sharing your story with us? How did you end up uh, in agriculture? How did you end up where you are today? Uh, yeah, so my journey started long time ago, a bit, I'll say in 2016. So in 2016, I was uh, in uh, this uh, tragic situation and which made me question life and what I wanted to live for and to be remembered for. So at that point in my life, I had to ask some hard questions in order to get where I am. So in that instance, most of the time I used to spend uh, uh, in Nessa, uh, writing poetry uh, and just like reading and, and and collecting herbs because that is my hobby. And, and then there was this time I kind of had a hard moment that I really like green things and it just clicked. Uh, but then it did not hit me so hard because uh, my mom is a forester and she lives with trees and our home is surrounded by trees and she has tree nurseries so like I'm always surrounded by green stuff and 
even in my childhood i remember going going out there to sugarcane plantation collecting indigenous plants <laughs> and taking taking them home <laughs> for mom so it, it it got me in trouble in most cases yeah so during that time when i realized that i was passionate for great things and that i said why can't i do something about it so i went online and started researching about agricultural opportunities uh, that i could study and came up with a great idea on strawberry farming and it was one of the greatest ideas so i made a business plan and it was costing millions of money i didn't plan to buy a land in isina for that particular project yeah so i made the plan and when i got back to school i I used to travel from Karatina to Nairobi just to go and network and look for potential investors in my grand, grand idea. And uh, I was not so lucky, so I did not get even <laughs> anyone who could help. So I made some pitches and then they were like, yeah, it is a good idea, we will contact you. And they never did, so because I had to study, I focused on my my studies first and completed um my degree in 2017 even after completing my degree i did not stop there so i still had these ideas that i really wanted to do something in entrepreneurship uh, because i need to find a solution for things so some of the ideas were included um, for food waste how to manage them and if i could like recycle them and then uh, that one did not transpire i was also part of synapses program but i did not complete it <laughs> yeah but then i was jobless and just fresh out of school uh, and you're in yeah. nairobi you have no one and then you have these ideas so even some some politician tried taking advantage of me using me uh, but i saw through that so i just left the idea there um and luckily after some time i got an opportunity by an organization called balloon ventures uh, so balloon ventures were looking for young people who are willing to volunteer in, in communities to work with entrepreneurs ah and i remember I, i really wanted to become an entrepreneur that badly so i saw that as an opportunity just to get an experience and learn from other entrepreneurs so i was posted in nakuru Um, there I worked with uh, um, my, my teammate and I, we were three, three team members in our group and we were working with four entrepreneurs in Nakuru, advising them, helping them with uh, cash flow stuff and just business ideas on how they would improve their business so that they could, they could have like um, an increase in terms of money coming in. Yeah, so after that experience, I kind of uh, have had this inspiration and I, I used to tell my um, my workmates that when I'm done with the program, I just want to go and start a business. <laughs> yeah, so it did not happen and uh, immediately after Balloon Ventures, I also got to volunteer with VSO Kenya. So for me, as a Kenya, it was a totally different project. Uh, the project was um, working with the persons with disabilities in Nandi. 
So you are creating awareness on the on the rights of persons with disabilities on the rights in Nandi and also like helping them to understand some of the some of the opportunities that they had which were prevented by the government and also like the economic empowerment program so i was posted in subject hospital where i was working with fpdk and through that i reached out to around 200 over 200 persons with disabilities and uh, from that particular project one thing that i learned was that like we might think that we are all in Kenya and we have holy full opportunities but people out here are actually suffering and they always just need someone to knock on their door and tell them yeah this is what i can do for you and this is what you can do for yourself and and through that i saw the pain of different people different people who are who have different conditions in terms of us their their disabilities are uh, some have intellectual disabilities and uh, also i got the opportunity to work with the deaf people and had to learn some one or two sign languages and it was hmm. it was amazing uh, yeah so in both the programs that is VSO Kenya and Balloon Ventures we were working with the uh, we were it was the kind of not an exchange program but we had people from uk coming to kenya and yeah. we were working with them and it now gave me a platform now to see what other young people are doing out there and also their thoughts and their experiences and one thing i realized that unemployment was a common problem even in uk but it kind of made me feel that yeah we we have global issues all of us and one thing that i can try to become is to become a global citizen at least tackling or giving a solution to a particular problem in the community um yeah so after we so i was unemployed it took me like ha huh, for once yeah so unemployed in nairobi looking for job opportunities going for interviews yeah and there and eh, being rejected even though you know you are qualified yeah. yeah i experienced that and i was looking for all the kind of opportunities that i would yeah, even if i can sweep your floor as long as i am fancy you know yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and then out of a blue there was a uh, uh, it was on a sunday evening and I was on my phone and in one of the groups uh, someone posted that that was this hydroponic trading and if I was interested I should go for an interview the following day. Oh yes, I never hesitated because I already heard about hydroponic farming before from one of my lecturers in campus. I was my lecturer in campus. microbiologist so i saw this is an opportunity to make my dream of becoming like being a, an entrepreneur in the agricultural sector so, yeah. so i went for the interview and it was a fully funded three months training uh, fully funded by tcb foundation mm-hmm. yeah so i was trained for three months and through that we actually started our venture which was called Uzali Farm with uh, four other young people and so that is how I got into into this agropreneurship mix uh, 
uh, what I had lacked before was the capital and also like I didn't know how to get started so through the program yeah. we, got, we got market and also capital to get us started and yeah so it has evolved until today we are called La Familia Greens so we had to change uh, from Uzali Farm to some of our three members left uh, you know uh, so they thought they could yeah. not continue with us so we were advised to it would be best to just re-register register another venture um, so we registered La Familia Greens and we are two co-founders uh, my other father is called Dodge Kumani and he's 21 years old. Yeah, so uh, that is how actually we've evolved and through our venture Lapamia Greens, we are mainly focusing on exotic vegetables and indigenous vegetables because we want people to be healthy, like eating vegetables. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to cut you short okay, because I feel, I feel like, yeah. And I just love your desire for social change because i feel like i mean you in your story everything that you have done literally has been just to give back to the community you you were unemployed you still i mean that's that that's so much resilience that young people need to have and just the desire to start a business not for yourself alone but even for others that want such an opportunity that's that's amazing and that's one thing that has really stood out in your conversation your desire for social change probably that's why you really deserve the mandela washington nomination because really we 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 we, we need young leaders that are coming in with social change and not being so self-centered yeah and you also mentioned that you you were writing before and i read that you are writing a book to demystify negative attitudes towards agriculture for young people and that's an issue like that that's a real issue even for me that's an issue you know when somebody hears about agriculture oh it's farming you know i don't know oh, how yeah. to use a jambe i don't know what to do yeah. but honestly to honestly agriculture is also a big opportunity for young people yet they go around it we all want white collar jobs they want to sit in the office and um not go to those you know things that we call dirty quote unquote so why what do you think what do you think about this and how can young people what is the importance of agriculture to young people and what is the importance of agriculture even to our economy Oh yeah, so getting into the agricultural space, one thing I encountered was like people are like thinking that if you're in agriculture, your role is just to go into farming and dig, 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 and it is tiresome and it doesn't even pay and it is not cool. Yeah. Uh, and through that, I thought that people need to be informed about what the real agriculture is. And yeah. agriculture is more than farming yeah agriculture involves a lot of process from getting the food from the farm to the whole process of now packaging and taking it there adding value to it and also it also involves a lot of research and stuff so i think agriculture is one of the key drivers of our economies even if you look in most of the 
most of the economies in Africa, or even if you look into the economies of these developed countries, most of these countries are developed because their agriculture situation is much advanced. And uh, agriculture has the fear of creating many job opportunities. Agriculture has the potential of ensuring that at least each and every person gets enough food on the table on a daily basis. And also it has yeah. the potential of now improving general livelihoods and also like uh, promoting partnerships not only between our countries, but also worldwide. Because if you are in the agricultural sector, People will always eat, and if people can always eat, it means that we can always trade within ourselves and also outside yeah. our economic boundaries. Yeah, so yeah. I think agriculture is very crucial for driving any economy in any country, especially here in Canada. But yeah. it will take many people to, to reach there for us to achieve food security. I can't do it alone. Uh, I need like favorable policies. So this is where politicians come in and like help with that. So if we can have favorable agricultural policies and if we can have like different kind of partnerships that encourage research, encourage production, encourage value addition and all the yeah. stuff of uh, agro processing and also at the same time how we can bring in technology to the agriculture to ensure that we have efficiency in terms of production and at least now we can transform ourselves from the way we used to do agriculture a long time ago yeah. because if you are keen enough we still have people doing the same things the, the same way and for us to move forward we just need to change our attitude and also embrace embrace new innovations in this particular sector yeah yeah and so i i so what you're saying is that young people can and should do agriculture because what we are trying to to eradicate is unemployment right so it, young people it isn't what you're trying to say it it's not bad for us it's actually the best decision that any young person can take right yeah, yeah. So in the book that I'm currently co-authoring, uh, I'll be listing different types of opportunities that people can actually pursue in in the agricultural sector. Yeah. Because just just a minute, just uh, a minute. Even as you, even as you, I'm uh, because I'm, I feel like we're running out of time. But could you, as you, 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 you're discussing that give us a few tips like for young people who don't know anything about agriculture as you start where do you start from how do you start and what what really do you need as a person that's doing agriculture not for just agriculture for business how can you start yeah yeah so number one thing is you just don't wake up and just say at you i think i should get into agriculture so yeah it's important to consider agriculture as a form of business and also as an opportunity of creating other job opportunities for other people so the first thing that you have to consider do we really have the market for what you want to venture into be it you want to do vegetable production or rabbit farming or mushroom farming or do you want to become a consultant in a specific area or do you want to focus into value additions of maybe banana 
So we have like different kind of opportunities. So the first instance we will have to identify your particular needs. So that one in either valuation or in agro innovations where you provide platform for farmers. Yeah. Or in yeah, if you want to actively participate in the production process that is by being a farmer, that was is important. The second, you'll have to after identifying the market and determining that yeah, there is a need for this. Come up with the come up with the a simple test uh, or uh, we call it minimum viable product mvp or a prototype a prototype so a prototype we used to actually um, clarify i mean clarify that this is the real problem and this is what people need and they will be buying into one of yeah. the most mistakes one of the main mistakes that people make in incoming because of the sector is they will be so excited oh yeah yeah you know uh, if I get into banana, I'll be getting so much money. So people yeah. come in with, the, with this kind of get-rich-quick mentality and not yeah. knowing agriculture like, need a lot of patience and you really need to work hard for you to get there. Uh, so, so that one is very important to key into that. You start small and starting small means you'll be improving on a daily basis. And you don't just do agriculture like you consider it also as a form of business and you have to differentiate between your uh between uh, you and your business uh, if you have to consider that so i'll just have to encourage young people that we have so many opportunities in the agricultural sector you can be you can decide to become a researcher for agricultural products or you can decide to make fertilizers for people and like see how you can improve different lives yeah so we have so many aspects that someone can mention yeah great so there's a need to identify a need in your community a need that your solution in agriculture can solve yeah that's that what you're saying and that's fantastic that's fantastic and now that we are at home, we young people at home, people don't have, people went to their rural homes, others don't have anything to do. I feel like this is such a good time to even start that small garden. You never know where it's going to, to reach you, Cindy. So it's a, such a good time yeah. for young people to, you know, take take part, take part in those little things. You learn how to use uh, a jembe or a hoe. We, we are evolving from those methods but just learn to do something small because that could be a very high source of income for you you could you know maybe elizabeth you could tell young people how much not just a rough estimate of how much you people make so that they can know that agriculture really really can create an income for you okay yes so uh we are doing hydroponic farming that is soilless farming we don't use soil and uh that one has an advantage it is one of the oldest technology that has been existing but most people in africa don't know that yes so we are using hydroponic and greenhouse technology to produce organic vegetables that is both the exotic and indigenous vegetables and out of there we have two different markets so our markets majorly are supermarkets in Nairobi and also we also target local vendors here 
So for our local vendors, mm. like you can make uh, roughly more than ten thousand in a week for the local vendors. And now for for our supermarkets, uh, our major production has been on tomatoes. Yeah, so tomatoes has a great return, uh, and from tomato production, even if you have uh, around one thousand plants, you can as well get about one point five million from just one thousand plants. So agriculture yeah. pays, but it needs really a lot of attention. Uh, the simple things that you can do is you can just identify what are some of the things that people need on a daily basis where you are. And mm. it can be vegetables, and uh, just yeah. look at the trend. How how often they, do they eat this? And then you can try, for example, do a kitchen garden, for instance, and and, yeah. and then through that you, you will be filling in that particular gap. Yeah, because people will obviously eat every day. We need a farmer yeah. more than three times every day, Obviously. and that is important. And that is what you should keep in mind always. Yeah. And do you train young people? I feel like what, you know, like I have never heard of that method of farming, and I, it, it, I feel like it bears so much opportunity. I think we're going to have. I think I'm going to look for you. We have like a part two or a longer session where you can explain to people what really this is because it's such an opportunity it's such an opportunity that young people are not aware of right i didn't know that i i knew yeah. that after i read your bio <laughs> i just knew you were doing farming but i didn't aware. know what that is yeah and i think it's, it's so fantastic such a fantastic idea and i think you're going to have a part two. yeah yeah you're going to have a part two where you can like okay. talk to young people yeah you can really just talk to young people and make them understand what this is including myself i also need to understand how this is this works but that was fantastic thank you so much elizabeth for that talk i know it's been brief and 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 i cut you short for a, at a moment i'm really sorry about that but your insight has been so fantastic so fantastic i've loved it i've loved it and guys you can listen to this on spotify anchor fm google podcast and we have a wordpress where we uh, write what we have been speaking about we have volunteers that are writing with us what we speak about so if you are not able to access uh any podcast or our youtube channel you can read and i'm so glad i'm so glad that we had this discussion with elizabeth she should also give us tips maybe one time she'll give us tips of how to apply for the mandela washington fellowship because it's, it's also a big thing but for today that has been fantastic yeah i'll be happy to do so oh thank, thank you, you you're so kind thank you you are so much welcome so i'm going to end this here thank you once again elizabeth continue doing what you're doing because young people we need young people like you in the community they inspire us so thank you so much i'm gonna end this here all right thank you bye you're very bye-bye